This morning, I would like to start by going through Luke 17, verses 11 through 19. Verse 11. While he, Jesus, was on his way to Jerusalem, he was passing between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten leprous men who stood at a distance met him, and they raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they were going, they were cleansed. Now one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, turned back, glorifying God, and with a loud voice he fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him. He was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered and said, Were not ten cleansed? But the nine, where are they? A rhetorical question, nonetheless. Was not one found who returned to give glory to God except for this foreigner? And he said to him, stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. Let's pray. Glorious Father, we do thank you, Lord, for this day, the beautiful weather, the sun shining. We thank you, Lord, that you have brought us together as a body of believers here at this church, at this time, that we would corporately worship Christ Jesus, who died on the cross for our sins. We do thank you, Lord, for the orchestration of of this body and the, the service that we have. We thank you, Lord, for how you continue to work through us, refining us, sculpting and molding us into the Christians you've called us to be. I do pray, Lord, that you would humble us here this morning, that we would quiet our hearts and minds, that we would focus on the word as it's taught, that we would sing our, our voices to your glory and yours alone. We thank you, Lord, for your sovereignty and how you work in all things. You are continually working in us as well. Pray, Lord, that you would glorify yourself through us in this, this service this morning. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Whether or not you are a believer, people live by faith on a daily basis. Faith in other drivers as you're on the road, that they would be attentive and follow the laws. Faith in grocery stores, that the food would not be contaminated that restaurants would prepare food correctly. Faith in doctors that they would have a correct diagnosis for your ailments. There's certainly misguided faith, naive faith, and even blind faith. But saving faith is quite different from that. The Bible has a lot to say about faith. In the NAS, the word pistis, the Greek word for faith, shows up 250 times. And the variations of faith, another 128. Hebrews gives a good definition of faith in chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. There are three components to faith, knowledge, assent, and trust. Knowledge, as John MacArthur once said, faith is not an existential leap in the dark, a wish-upon-a-star kind of hope. God's word is the foundation of our knowledge. Galatians 2.16 says, Knowing that a man is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus. We know that works will not save us from our sins. Ascent, we fully agree agree with and wholeheartedly embrace the truth as it is revealed in Scripture. 
that God is sovereign over all. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have what? Eternal life. We believe that. That's not something that we just recite because it feels good. That is our core being. And trust, Scripture is clear that even demons know who God is. But we trust in the word of God and the work done on the cross, that he has our good in his glory, in his, for his glory in his plan. John Murray wrote in his book, Redemption Accomplished and Applied, faith is knowing, is knowledge passing into conviction, and it is conviction passing into confidence. Faith cannot stop short of self-commitment to Christ, a transference of reliance upon ourselves and all human resources, to the reliance upon Christ alone for salvation. It is a receiving and rest upon him. Faith is the believer completely turning to God, accept, accepting what he or she cannot see and even touch. We walk by faith, not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5.7 We trust in the person the work of Christ to provide forgiveness, righteousness, and eternal life. Faith is looking upon the glory of Jesus and having confidence in the promises of God. Faith in relation to anything else in this world is misguided fantasy. Faith as it pertains to Father, God the Father is embracing Christ as Lord and Savior, committing oneself to the authority of God and trusting in the word of God. For by grace you have been saved through faith, not that of yourselves. It is a gift from God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. As I started out with, we went through Luke 17, commonly referred to as the ten lepers cleansed. Several interesting things here. All ten had at least marginal faith. They had faith enough to do as Jesus instructed and go and turn to the priest. Only one, though, turned back when he was healed to give thanks to God and to glorify God. Now, we don't know if the other nine are saved or not, but we do know that that one, the Samaritan, was saved and that he had saving faith, or better translated, that his faith saved him. I love this part of scripture because it's a reminder. It's a self-reflection. Am I one of those nine who turned and took the gift of God? Or am I that one who turned, took the gift of God and glorified him and gave him thanks and praise and worshiped him? Hebrews 11, I like to call it the Hall of Fame of Faith. A literal roll call of saints from the beginning of the Old Testament and their epitaph of faith for the generations to read. And we read Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Verse 4, we see, by faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice. Verse 5, by faith, Enoch was taken up so that he would not see death. Verse 7, by, Noah, by faith, Noah, being warned by God about things not yet seen, in reverence, prepared an ark. Verse 8, by faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed, going to a place which he was re to receive an inheritance. By, verse 9, by faith he lived as an alien. 
by verse 11, by faith, even Sarah herself received the ability to conceive. Verse 17, by faith, Abraham, even when he was tested, offered up Isaac. Wow. I'll be honest, that is testing one's faith as a father right there. Verse 20, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. Verse 21, by faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of his sons. 22, by faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the Exodus. 23, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months. Verse 24, by faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Verse 27, by faith, he left Egypt, Moses, that is, fearing the wrath of the king. Verse 28, by faith, Moses kept the Passover. 29, by faith, they passed through the Red Sea. You can go on and on and on of all these individuals who lived by faith to glorify God. They were not seeking their own kingdom, but as Matthew 6.33 says, they were seeking his kingdom and his righteousness, not their own. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which, also e- which so easily entangles us. Let us run the race. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. Praise God that he is the author of faith and not us. If it was left up to us, we'd have faith in the Vikings, and we'd surely miss the boat. Hebrews 11.6, I like how the author has all of the by faith they accomplished. 11.6 says, And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. You see the difference? By faith, without faith. Are you living by faith? Are you running the race with endurance? Are you confident that he will finish the good work in you and will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ? Is that your faith? Is your faith in the world around you? Or is your faith in Jesus Christ? Matthew 17.20 says, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, You will say to the mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be possible for you. A mustard seed is pretty small. How great is your faith? What kind of mountains has God moved in your life because of your faith? I know that God has moved a huge mountain right here in my heart. It was black as coal, and he changed that. How has he worked in your life? 